he ended up being sentenced to Dunklin Memorial Camp, which, you know, when he got out there and I went to visit him, one of the guys that worked there said to me, Mrs. Cook, I just want you to know this is a God thing. This does not happen. And I knew it at that point because I saw how God just kept opening doors. And so, and he was ready, by the way, at that point. He, he was, he had hit his rock bottom. He was living up in Jacksonville, Florida and um, basically homeless at that point. You know, we filed charges and he ran and he lived up there for a couple of years. And uh, he was just at the point where he looked out over the ocean one morning after waking up, after sleeping on the beach because he had nowhere to go (laughs) and just said, God, if you're real, I need help. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Hello, Altered Story Show listeners. This is your chief storyteller host, Michelle Saunders-Gutch. And welcome to my season two, 108th episode, Pennies, Pursuing Prayer God's Story. Thank you, friends, for listening to my show that is part of the Spark Media Network and the Edify app that helps Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them and never feel alone. Friends, we are, can you believe it? We are in summer and it is so exciting to be able to uh, enjoy this season. And I hope all is well in all of your countries and around the world with where you all are. And uh, friends, I will say God is so good. I had the blessing to uh, share about Altered Stories Ministry and the Altered Stories Show at the Eternity Ready Conference recently. And it was such a blessing to be able to do that and to hear what God is doing all around the world uh, with uh, so many kingdom builders. And I do have an amazing kingdom builder here today that's going to share. And so friends, let's get this started. And I want to introduce today, Penny Cook. Say a few words about her. Penny is a certified biblical life coach, Bible teacher, author, writer, She is a co-host of a podcast, Seeds of Hope, with Penny and her co-host, Dale and Penny. She is an avid prayer warrior, friends. Whoa. An avid prayer warrior. We need those. We need those in the kingdom. And she also has served in women's ministry for over 30 years. Wow, that is so cool. And she and her husband live in Florida or 
for and they've been there for about 28 years and they have three grown children and seven grandchildren and she loves creative work and decorating and sewing and crafts all of that including writing which she is my kind of gal except for I don't sew <laughs> but let's let's get to know her now friends so welcome to the show penny good morning thank you for joining Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. I'm very good. Glad to be here. I, I'd like to know if there's anything else you might want to share personally about yourself that I haven't. Besides, we know you're going to be sharing quite a bit in your God story, but sometimes guests like to share other things. Yeah, um, I think you covered it all. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Okay, well, that's good. I know the pre-interview was nice. We got to talk and chat, and that was a blessing. So why do you uh, like women's ministry, Penny? What what about it drew you? Uh, I think the discipleship. I have a heart for discipleship to help women grow in their faith, grow in their walk with the Lord, whether it be reading the Bible or prayer. Uh, I just have a passion for that. Uh, Ever since I was in my early 20s and I was saved, I started going to women's Bible studies and just always had a heart for other women and their walk, you know? That's where God has called me to, but in different ways. But I do know that we have uh, like-minded cares for women and all of that so this is such yeah, a blessing different to, for me over the years too you know whether it be in the church or now podcasting or writing it's just however i can you know help yeah well i know that it's so needed out there so i know from what you're sharing and what you will share you're going to be a huge blessing to my audience and you know penny I do share transformational God stories, women's transformational God stories. And I would just love to hear from you why you think women should share their God stories, why it's so important. Oh, we so women need each other, don't we? Uh, We relate with each other differently and we experience the same things. it, so when we can hear someone else walk through something or that has walked through something that we're walking through and how they got through it and how the Lord worked in it, it builds our faith, doesn't it? To hear how God worked in someone else's life and their situation that might be similar, even if it's not a situation that's similar, to hear what God has done. And what he's able to do, right? Able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. And when we hear that from someone else, it encourages us. And we so need that, especially in the world today that is so discouraging. Yes, I I know now why God brought me to doing this, because it is so encouraging for me to be able to share and listen and to do this all the time really shows how much God is at work. He's an active God and where he is and it doesn't matter where you're at. And, you know, there's just so much to that. So, wow. Yeah. 
And I'm so grateful that he connected us. And, you know, a big shout out to Christian Podcasters Association for their presence out there and connecting other kingdom builders. And that's how you and I connected when I was doing a call out for guests. And, you know, it's just a blessing. So, you know, we've talked about your pursuing prayer, God's story. And um, I know my listeners are really excited to hear what you're going to share because it is so wonderful and powerful and encouraging. So, Penny, where does your pursuing prayer God's story begin? I would say that it begins back when I was a kid and I started reading my Bible and I loved reading Psalms. And I think Psalms taught me to pray. Uh, You know, in the Psalms, you see the psalmist just crying out to God, being real and raw and vulnerable. And, and it just taught me that I could do that. You know, when I have troubles, I can go to God and just bear my soul, you know, speak my heart and mind. He knows it anyway. And uh, so I, I, I think it goes back to that because then when I got older and I really, I can't say I was actually saved until I was in my early 20s, though I read my Bible when I was young and everything, I didn't really understand the whole salvation uh, the the need for it. And when I went to a Bible study in my early 20s, that's when the lights turned on for me. And I, I began to understand why Jesus died for me and accepted that into my life. And uh, just, it was like, like I said, it was like the lights turned on and I uh, began to understand things I never understood before. I had a peace and a joy that I never had. Uh, not a worldly peace or joy, just something inner that I couldn't explain. I knew it wasn't of me or anything around me. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. My desires changed. And I just had such a hunger from that point on to learn and to do Bible study and to share everything I learned. (laughs) And um, so that's kind of the background. And then when my marriage was hurting really bad at one point, um, I knew I could go to God, just like David and the psalmists, just pour my heart out. And through prayer, I feel that the Lord really told me exactly what I needed to do to save my marriage. And I won't go into all those details, but um, after several months of kind of living a separation, we began to be restored. And it was a long process. It literally took years, but we are 48 years in now and just so glad we weathered those storms. Um, you know, I, I I must say I wasn't dealing with infidelity or abuse or anything like that. I'm not telling everybody they need to stay in a situation like that. But God can work in every situation, including those. Um, but, yeah, I think so many times we just hit those rough spots and we say, 
forget it. This isn't going to work. And I saw God fix things I never thought could be fixed. He's a big God, able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. And he is able. He is just able. And we just need to be uh, patient and trust him and uh, wait out the storm. Uh, some, You know, I think of our lives as like a big puzzle. And if it is a big puzzle with thousands of pieces, it takes time to put all those pieces in place as we pray and as we wait for him. He's working on things we don't even know need to be worked on. He's filling in those pieces we didn't even see. And uh, so anyway, um, that was one huge thing in my life. I mean, prayer has always given me direction and peace and comfort, strength, um, guidance. I mean, there's so much that we get from God, even when we don't get the answer that we're looking for, uh, because he knows way more than us. And uh, we just, we, we need to trust that he does work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And when you do love him and you're looking for his purposes, you know that it's all going to work together for good. And so the, the next thing was my son when he was addicted to drugs. He was addicted to uh, drugs for 13 years. That's a long time to pray. And I'm sure that there's listeners out there that have prayed even longer for things. I know uh, one person that prayed for her dad for 16 years, and finally he came to know the Lord. I mean, you know, God is working through all that. And during the time that I was praying for my son, I felt like my hit, my prayers were hitting the ceiling. I'm sure we've all felt that at times, right? You're just praying the same thing day after day and the same words. And you just feel like I was starting to say, God, I'm just so tired of praying the same thing. And he led me to pray scripture. He led me back into the Psalms and I started praying scripture because I had no more words. But God is so faithful. As I prayed scripture, uh, one day uh, a friend told me that she was praying for my son and she had a vision of angels fighting with swords for him. And that was a great comfort because I needed something at that point to hold on to. And uh, so, you know, it was a comfort, but I still questioned God, you know, okay, that sounds good. And I need something to hold on to. But is this really what's happening? Are angels really fighting with swords? Come on, you know. <laughs> and uh, he led me to uh, Psalm 103, verses 20 and 21 that say, His angels do his bidding and obey his word. And that's my paraphrase, but, um, but that just kind of confirmed to me that, okay, angels are fighting for him. Then fast forward a few more years, and 
he's still addicted. I'm still praying, still praying scripture. And I was reading in Ephesians one day uh, where it talks about the armor of God. And, uh, you know, we've probably read that passage so many times. And you know how sometimes you can read something and all of a sudden it jumps out at you like you never read it before? <laughs> well, when I came to the part in verse 17 that the sword of the Spirit is the word of God, that jumped out in a way that it never jumped out before. The word of God is the sword of the Spirit. Angels were fighting with swords. I was praying the word of God, the sword of the spirit. And it just gave me such comfort, but also um, strength to keep going. It was like, wow, Lord, you know, they're, the angels are fighting with your word that I am praying. I don't know how it all works. None of us will know all of it this side of heaven, right? But there's much that goes on when we pray. You know, Ephesians 6 tells us we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the dark world. We can't even relate to what that means. But we're told it's not flesh and blood. And, and there are spiritual battles going on when we pray and that's how we fight the spiritual battle, is with prayer, is with the word of God. My son continued for a while longer, but uh, long story short is he finally was arrested. And actually, it was charges we filed on him. We realized we could, couldn't enable we needed to do the tough love thing, and we filed charges against him. And uh, he ended up in jail. And in the jail, he got into uh, a, a Christian program. There's a wonderful um, rehabilitation. They actually call it a regeneration program here in Florida called Dunklin Memorial Camp. And they have a, a part of the jail they go to. And uh, it's called the God Pod. <laughs> so it's a part of the jail that these guys can go into. They can uh, apply for it. You just don't say, I want to be in that. And you have to go through an interview process. They need to know, do you really want to change your life? And um, so he got into that. And uh, it was just miracle after miracle. It's such a God story that that we don't even have time to go into all the details, but he ended up being sentenced to Dunklin Memorial Camp, which, you know, when he got out there and I went to visit him, one of the guys that worked there said to me, Mrs. Cook, I just want you to know this is a God thing. This does not happen. And I knew it at that point because I saw how God just kept opening doors and so, and he was ready, by the way, at that point, he, he was, he had hit his rock bottom. He was living up in Jacksonville, Florida, and um, ho basically homeless at that point. You know, we filed charges and he ran and he lived up there for a couple of years. And uh, he was just at the point where he looked out over the ocean one morning after waking up, after sleeping on the beach, because he had nowhere to go. <laughs> And just said, God, if you're real, I need help. 
it was right after that few days, I think, uh, when he got arrested and, and the whole process started. And um, so while he was uh, at Dunklin camp, he felt led to go to Bible uh, school. And so he did. He went to Bible college and he is a pastor now. So prayer works. And sometimes it takes years and continue, continued prayer. Uh, you know, the Bible says, pray continuously. Jesus said, always pray and don't lose heart. What if I had lost heart and said, forget it. He's been arrested. He's done this. He's done that. He's never going to change. What if I had that attitude? But prayer works. And but sometimes we need to keep praying and keep praying. The Bible says you will reap if you don't lose heart, right? You know, when I first heard your story of this, I just said, we have got to get her story out. We've got to get this to listeners because we have to continue praying. And I don't think we always see. I mean, we don't we don't see what's going on when we pray. It looks like nothing's happening sometimes. But if we could see the spiritual battle going on in the heavens, which the Bible tells us is taking place, can you imagine the spiritual battle that is going on for the soul of our country and the world? The whole world is in chaos. If ever we needed to pray, we need to pray now. I just feel such a fire in my soul about that. You know, yes, our personal situations, we can continue to pray and God is working. But there's a bigger picture that needs prayer. And that is our country, our world, and the state that it's in. Those principalities and powers are taken over. and. It's our prayers and the word of God that that's going to fight it. It's a return to God. <laughs> you know, no man is going to fix this. It's going to be fixed in the spiritual realm. I think it's really important that we think globally when we think of prayer too, not just for outcomes. You know, I, I heard and I've heard different perspectives on how we should pray. You know, and so many of us, oh, God, give us this or we want this or Lord, please help this to. I mean, and and there's that spiritual peace that is bigger, you know, than the outcome, like you say. And so I think this is really, really cool that we're talking about this, Penny. I really do. And, you know, one of the things um I wanted to ask you, so during those years when you were praying for your son, did you have a support group that you prayed with or were people coming alongside you? And how often, I mean, you prayed daily, you were in the word of God and did God give you seeds of hope as you were praying too? I mean, to keep you encouraged while you were waiting for things to maybe change there. Yeah. You know, as I said, um, 
there was someone that told me that angels were fighting with swords. That was a support right there. That was actually my daughter's friend. Uh, my daughter was at college at the time and asked her small group to pray for him. And they gathered around her and prayed for him. Even that was a support to know that her group was praying. And I had my own Bible study uh, group that was praying individuals that I knew were praying. Even uh, one sweet friend that worked at the Christian bookstore at the time and I'd go in there and she would stop and pray with me for him. And so, yeah, I mean, we so need to be surrounded by others and others that we know will pray with us and for us because that encourages us, that strengthens us to know that someone else is praying and caring. So important to be part of the body of Christ. <laughs> Yes, I do think so, too. And I've seen that, you know, just in, you know, various other, you know, um, situations. Um, and I've seen how God really works where two or three are gathered, you know, in his name, you know, even as we prayed before we recorded this podcast and as I pray for God to bring the stories and to bring the women that have the stories, you know, God just is so faithful, you know, and his timing is just perfect. It's never our timing. I mean, how do you, how do you address, you know, so here, you know, how hard it was for you to have to, you know, press charges against your son. How hard is that? I mean, that is so hard and it takes such a strength to be able to do that in a love for your son, knowing that he was really in a bad, bad, bad place. And, you know, so many times as parents, we are afraid to do those hard things, those tough love things, because we're afraid it's going to backfire. And I suppose it could have, but God used it as we prayed. Um, you know, we tried to help him so many times because he would he would get off drugs himself. He'd been, you know, arrested before he had been through short rehab kind of things that lasted a couple months or whatever. Never a, something that he would stay at, something that he would have to go to. And, you know, none of them worked. We just knew that helping him was not helping him. You know, he'd get clean and I'd watch him go through withdrawals. It was horrible. And you would think, why would anyone go back? But for some reason they do. And, um, you know, every time he would get clean, we would think, well, okay, we'll help him get back on his feet. You know, my husband gave him a job. What does he end up doing? Stealing checks from the company. That was what we filed charges for. So my husband said, you either go to this year-long rehab or I'm filing charges. And as I said, he ran. He just went up to Jacksonville and lived with a friend. Well, uh, slept on people's couches when he could is basically what he did <laughs> until he just had nowhere else to go. And he was sleeping on the beach. And that was his rock bottom. You know, we keep them from hitting their rock bottom when we keep helping. 
It was really hard. There were times when we didn't know where he was. We hadn't heard from him. We couldn't get a hold of him. Didn't know if he was dead or alive. But God had him the whole time. And uh, it was just a matter of time. Seemed like forever, but at the time, but uh, God was working and working in his heart. And uh, for him to finally say, God, if you're real, I need help. And so when he was arrested right after that, he said he was just so ready. He had a peace. He said he sat in that cop car and had a peace that he didn't know where it came from. He just knew he didn't know how, but he knew he never had to do this again. So he was ready. That's such a blessing to hear. And so where is your son today? He's a pastor. <laughs> He's is a he... pastor. Oh my... He lives he lives in Australia. He has a beautiful wife. I never could have even picked a better wife for him. And two cute kids, boy and a girl. Yep, they're doing very well. Oh, that has to just do something wonderful for your mama heart. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it just and it just all the more makes me want to encourage others that look, this can work. Just keep going. Keep praying. Don't be worried about how long and, and you know, when is this ever going to end? God is at work. As long as you're praying, God is at work. I don't know why he uses us. I don't know why we have to pray in order to bring about God's will. But that's how he works. We don't have to understand it. We just have to trust it and do what he said. And he said, pray. Yeah. And he, he does say pray and, you know. Over I, and over. Yeah. In over. The Bible. Now, Penny, have you heard of Tim Keller's prayer book called Praying Fervently? I don't know that I've heard of that particular one. Okay. Do you... um do you have any recommendations on, you know, I know you have your pursuing prayer book out there. Um, so in addition to what you are doing with your book and ministry and all that, are there other ministries that you really would endorse or, you know, recommend for people to that may not have access to, you know, getting your book or whatever? Um, uh, off the top of my head, I'm not thinking of one, but just say this. A lot of people are like, I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. And, you know, some people will say prayer is just talking to God. And it is. I mean, that's the ongoing conversation that we have. I think God's ministry, the main thing is the word of God. And in the word of God, we see how Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer. Was he just teaching us a prayer to recite? It's beautiful and that's okay. Uh, but was he maybe just teaching us elements of prayer, the, the parts of prayer to include when we pray, when we talk to God? Now, this doesn't have to be every time we address him because we have an ongoing conversation, right? We pray continuously. But I like that you mentioned fervent prayer 
because I think there's a difference in just popcorn prayers. Okay. We just pop them up whenever we talk to God all the time. And those times when we actually include what Jesus taught us to pray and what was he teaching us, that's that's what the book Pursuing Prayer is. It breaks down the Lord's prayer. It's actually an acrostic for prayer. And each letter of the acrostic for prayer coincides with a part of the Lord's prayer. And so the P is about being proactive because we are busy and we oftentimes don't take time for fervent prayer. So the first thing we have to do is be proactive about it. We need to schedule it. We need to put it in our date books, on our calendars, at the top of our to-do list. This is too important to leave off. And it's often the one thing that does get left off of our list because we're so busy. What are we teaching our kids? If they don't see us prioritizing prayer, they're not going to learn to prioritize it. They're not going to learn to run to him when life hits them hard. So be proactive. Realize the importance of this. There are things that happen when we pray and things that won't happen when we don't pray. So be proactive. The next letter is R for remember. Because all through the Bible, God is constantly telling the people, remember my deeds, don't forget my commandments. And what have we done in our society? We have just shoved him aside and we are forgetting him. And and it's important to remember who he is. This is the hallowed be thy name part of prayer. When we remember him, we worship him. When we remember him, we are reminded of what he is able to do and how he worked in people's lives in the past and how he is able to do it now for us. So that's remember. A is for acknowledge sin and ask forgiveness. How often do we leave the forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors part of prayer off when we are just praying quick prayers all the time and never getting to that fervency of prayer where we actually confess our sins and not just say the words, forgive us. And, uh, you know, that can be such a block to prayer. Some, uh, uh, 66.18 says, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. And so we know that, that God wants a, a clean slate. Is there a roadblock there that we need to pay attention to in our life before our prayers can be heard and gone, you know, go forward? So acknowledge sin and ask forgiveness. And of course, Don't forget the part that says, uh, as we forgive our debtors, you know, we need to extend the same mercy that we're asking for. It's just not worth it to hold grudges. I'll just leave that there. Just not worth it. We only hurt ourselves. Why is yield to his will? And this section talks about God's general will for salvation for everyone, right? Uh, as well as his personal 
uh, will for each one of us. We all have a purpose and we all have a calling. And what is that? And how can we recognize that and and serve the Lord in it? So um, obviously that's the your will be done. Uh, e is uh, um, enjoy his daily bread. Obviously, this is the daily bread part of prayer. And this is the part of prayer we do without thinking about it. <laughs> we have no problem remembering to ask him for our needs. And that's fine. He says to come to him, right? To bring him our burdens. And he is so ready and willing to listen and to answer our prayers. But there's a little more to that. As we enjoy his daily bread, his provision, as we trust him for our needs, are we enjoying him as our daily bread? He said he's the bread of life. And so are we enjoying his word? Are we consuming his word to build our faith, uh, to teach us more about him? to use in prayer, right? So after we've done all that, we get to the last R, which is rest in him. When we have been uh, proactive about our prayer life, when we've worshipped him, when we've acknowledged our sin, sought his will, and we're enjoying him, we will rest. We will just rest in trust, knowing that he's got this. And that that section also talks about listening because so many times we don't rest long enough to listen. You know, our prayers are all about us talking and not just being silent for a few moments. And sometimes it takes a little more than a few moments to clear our mind uh, and just listen and hear what he has to say. So that's the acrostic for prayer that coincides with the Lord's Prayer and how he taught us to pray. We never have to say, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say, because Jesus showed us exactly what to say. We don't have to just recite it. We just take those parts and pray them. That's so just encouraging, uplifting, and I think so many you know, do want to complicate it. But I mean, what you've just shared is really powerful. I hope it's practical. Yeah, and it is. I think it is practical. And I think our listeners are going to, you know, want to learn a little bit more about your book. Um, Or they're going to go into the word of God and they're going to do more reading there. Um, And, you know, really rethinking, you know, of prayer. And yeah, it's purpose. And rethink the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, this is so cool. So, you know, we're almost to the end of our conversation. And it's always a blessing to just talk to women who, oh my gosh, they're on the pursuit of kingdom building and, you know, encouraging others and going to battle through the power of prayer. But what I would ask is if you could just share with my listeners 
how others can get in touch with you you know, maybe purchase your book, you know, anything that you want to leave for last words um, before we wrap up. All right. Uh, well, the book is available on Amazon and most other um, places that you can buy books. It is Pursuing Prayer, Being Effective in a Busy World. And uh, as far as getting in touch with me, you can go to my website, which is pennycookauthor.com. That's cook with an E, pennycookauthor.com. Hit that contact button. I would love to hear from you. Uh, if you have a prayer request, I would love to pray for you. Uh, or if you just have questions, um, anything, uh, you are welcome to contact me. Well, thank you again. Isn't this a lovely lady listeners. I mean, what a blessing. Just so you know, everyone, we are going to have an episode page out there for, you know, Penny and, you know, have those show notes and all those quotes and her links um, and an easy way to get to a one-stop shop about Penny on our website, www.alteredstories.org. And Penny, thanks again for taking the time and sharing your God's story. And I just know so many are going to be blessed. And, you know, lady, I'll just be praying, you know, healing and recovery complete uh, for you and just continue to pray for your ministry. And I hope to be a guest on your Seeds of Hope podcast that's out there. And we'll look forward to getting to know you a little bit better there, too. And friends, until the next show, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 